What's up, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls? It is Friday night, 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, your place for the unfiltered experience where we have unfiltered conversations designed to move your personal growth forward, open your mind, your perspectives, and opportunities for you to make a deeper impact in the world. My name is Christopher Roush, the No Excuses Coach, and I am joined by... Scott Goyette. I'm right here with Christopher Roush. I love Scott it every David second. Scott what's going on, brother? How's your week been? Um, it's good, man. You know, just taking, uh, I had a fun comment. I was walking through the halls and, um, I saw somebody, uh, we were at the, um, the gym and this girl that I always see was always smiling. I'm like, how are you? And she just said it in a nice way. She goes, well, life has pros and life has cons. And today I'm focused on the pros. And I'm like, nice. And we just walked by each other. But I was, it's been in my mind. I'm like, Life has pros, life has cons, and today I'm focusing on the pros. There you go, there so you go. You don't want to focus. That's my on the advice cons. for the day. You yeah, go. then you get then you get more of it. I love that. I love that. I mean, it's easy to get focus on the cons, but here in the unfiltered yeah. experience, we design the content to open your mind and your perspective to see what's possible, not what was. Uh, so we got an exciting show for you tonight. We're going to be getting into that in just a second. But as always, we just want to remind you guys that here on the show. Scott and I both support an organization called Help Heal Humanity. Go check it out for you guys listening, helphealhumanity.org. It's an amazing organization. I happen to be on the board of directors for it, and we're doing great, great stuff. We built a school in Haiti. We're doing a lot of stuff here domestically in the U.S., and we need your help. We need you guys to go to the website and check out what it is that you can do. You can volunteer. You can donate. If you're a corporate sponsor, we'd love your sponsorship. Right now, more than ever, uh, the world needs you, and we need you. So helphealhumanity.org. Go check it out. We appreciate you. That's our little disclaimer here as part of the unfiltered experience. And uh, tonight, man, we have a great guest. Do you want to do the honors, this man? Absolutely. Um, one more thing about um, help healing immunity. Um, I wanted to just share too before we even jump into that. There's um, a lot of people have to, you know, ask the questions about are these people being paid a lot? Where's my dollar really going? You know, you and I know everybody in there. These people are making every cent count. So throw your nickels at help heal humanity. There's my plug. Now move on. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, none of, none of us get paid. None of us get paid. Yeah. We're one of the few organizations where none of us take a paycheck. But, it's all out of the goodness yeah, of our heart. But even Serena has literally spoken that says, I don't care if I make any money, which is actually insane. I mean, she should be making some money. And so she wants all the money to go to the kids and go to the, you know, to Haiti. And so I almost feel like maybe we should just send her some money because she's doing such good work. There's so much. Oh, money I do. I do. I actually donate. Actually, I'm on the board and we donate. I just, it. I mean, because what's going on in Haiti and what's going on with the kids there? I don't know if you've heard the news recently, Scott. It's 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 devastating. I mean, the gangs and everything, the school that we have there, they're trying to take over the school because it's got food. We're trying to feed the kids three three times a week. It's it, it's in the worst, worst part of Haiti. Actually, Serena hasn't been there in three years because it's so dangerous. Yeah. It's crazy. So we need everybody's help right now to take care of those kids and keep them in school, keep their report cards coming and then everything else. I know. I know. I know it's part of the world, and that's why we're going to focus on the pros. And that leads us into tonight's introduction oh, yeah. of a beautiful human being who has, has been here before. And it's funny because a lot of times people will say, Hey, um, I'd like to check out your show, um, and we might want to be a guest. Are there any you know, shows that you've had that we can go look at for good examples? And this is definitely one of those shows. Um, that, you know, to, this guest is just an amazing human being. There's a few that we've had where, you know, the hair in your neck is standing and you're thinking like, oh, my goodness, like, wow, like, you know, there's, there's a superhuman component here. And like, how, how could this happen and how could you be that person? And without further ado, bottom line is this human being had been in prison for 25 years, 25 years for a crime that was not committed. And it's it's insane. And we're going to talk about that briefly, but. I want to go past that because we've spoken about that. You can go listen to the other show. 
I want to talk about all the things that have been done, you know, post incarceration, because, you know, we're following each other at Facebook and social media. And it always puts a smile on my face when I'm having a, a tough day. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, he's doing this. He's got his new music. He had a great day. And you see him with family. And, and I love it. And without further ado, our awesome friend, Jimmy Dennis. Jimmy Dennis, <laughs> welcome to the Unfiltered Experience, brother. How you doing, man? What's going on, Chris? What's going on, Scott? Thank you for having me as always, man. It's good uh, it's to be good. reunited with you brothers again, man. It's good to see y'all. It was 100%. January 2021 when you were on. I went back and checked it out because I'm going to post it yeah. for you guys to see it, to actually see the show. Mm. Uh, but yeah, it was January 2021 where you were on and you told your amazing story. And it, to me, out of all the interviews I've done, and I've done hundreds at least, I mean, I feel like thousands, yours is at, right at the top, man. I mean, the uh, honor to be able you, to brother. tell your thank story. You. Appreciate it. What, to learn about you and to see what you're doing with what was ha what happened to you and and seeing some of the updates that you sent me is pretty thrilling but for everybody at home just give everybody that the cliff notes version of what happened to you and where you spent your time and then we'll get into where you're doing now and, and get into some music a little bit later so um i was a young man 21 years old and uh, my life was stolen away by the city of philadelphia by uh three corrupt people, uh, a corrupt district attorney by the name of Roger King and two corrupt police detectives by the name of Jaskrimski and Santiago. They put me on, uh, put me on death row and I survived two execution warrants. And, uh, then I came home, uh, May 13th, 2017. And, um, I've jumped back into music, um, uh, which is my first love and my love and what I was doing before I was stolen away, I had music executives interested in signing my group and I. And so now I've gotten back into the music and um, I do advocacy work from time to time for other innocent people. And um, that's what I've been up to. <laughs> that's the cliff notes. <laughs> that's the, that's definite. That's the definite cliff notes. Yeah. So, so thinking about what's been going on, tell us, tell me and Scott, what's been going on since the last time we talked, I know you've been doing a lot of advocacy work and everything. What has it meant for you, for Jimmy to be out back in society during this COVID craziness? What has that taught you about the world and yourself during this craziness that we've been enduring? So interestingly enough, um, I, um, got COVID, right. And I didn't tell you a Scott, but I got COVID. And um, it was a terrible thing for me because I have uh, a underlying condition of asthma. And wow. um, I almost died three times. I almost checked out three times, right? From COVID? From, from COVID. I had COVID from Dude. two days before my birthday, August 26th. Uh, August 26th. That's my dog, Ben. Oh, we Sorry, got, we got to yell at the dogs. They're going to come um, at some point. You're gonna, you're I had uh, COVID from August 26th to the end of February. So I'm just really oh. getting getting over it, getting my bearings back. But I can tell you um, when I had it and I was going through what I was going through and I um, almost checked out, like I said, one of the things that was um, – happening with me is is when i was on that bed in that COVID unit and i was right in front of the nurses station so i could hear when the emergency buttons would go off and so on and so forth and i just remember knowing how close i was to where i was not trying to go and uh 
my publicist, who is my brother, uh, who is my brother and sister Tracy, Tracy and Dave, who um, helped help fight for me to get off uh, death row. She has this saying, this mantra that we share. We didn't come this far to come this far, right? right. And I prayed. I prayed. My family and friends prayed for me. And then I went back to the place that I was in prison and what pulled me through, music, mm-hmm. right? So oh, I systematically... Well. I, still your, I still have your song list in my head. I listened right. to everything you said. <laughs> so... So I systematically listened to these music, um, these these songs in my head, these gospel songs in my head, and um, you know stuff like that. And I prayed, and now I'm over the hump. But I never believed that that was going to be my time, because I know that there is still plenty left for me to do, right, and accomplish. And so. Um, before I got COVID, I will always tell people, yes, we're living in a pandemic, but this is the time for you to hone in on what you want to do in life. If you want to be a carpenter or architect, you should be studying about being a carpenter and an architect. And don't feel like you're in prison. Turn your living room into a club. Turn on your favorite music, Beyonce. Jay-Z, Jimmy Dennis, The Boss, Bruce Springsteen, E Street Band, and just dance and, you know, and just enjoy life because even though we're going through a pandemic and we're still in a pandemic, even though, you know, some people want to pretend that we're not, um, you still can find joy in life. You still can find happiness and you still can chase your dreams with, with reckless abandonment because every single solitary day that I wake up, that's exactly what I'm doing. Nothing is stopping me. There's no excuses. Like you say, Chris, there's no excuses, right? You don't listen to what your family say. You don't listen to what your friends say. Any type of negativity you need to get out of your life, take it away. Don't listen to it. Um, <laughs> Stan Lee, I-, I seen a video on Stan Lee the other day, right? And I can't quote it verbatim, but he was saying that, basically saying, why are you listening to idiots telling you about a good idea that you have, right? Don't do that. Just run with your ideal because plenty of people told Stan Lee that this dream world of comic books that he had wasn't going to be what it was going to be. This dream world of, of, of movies making billions of dollars wasn't going to be what it was going to be. And he proved everybody wrong, right? And so you don't listen to the naysayers. You live out your dream and live your best life and taste, learn how to taste the beauty in life. So what that is, is that's the simple pleasures, right? Of knowing that you woke up every single solitary day. That's the first blessing. The second thing is if you can take a nice walk down the street, be happy about that. If you can have the food that you love or share precious time with your family and friends, enjoy it all because it's a blessing. It's an absolute blessing. You know, I want to ask you uh, a word, you know, I want to talk about a word with you because it's a word that's been out there in the world. And I want to get your perspective on it because people are saying, you know, we want freedom. You know, we want freedom from this. We want freedom from that. And the people that are asking for freedom, it seems like there's 
I don't want to call it hypocrisy, but maybe we could, are the same people who seem to want to take away other people's freedoms yeah. or are supporting the prison system or are supporting groups that, I mean, quite honestly, are, are, are not providing freedom. And everything that you just said, that freedom of choice to say it's me in control of my destiny, even when being stopped by physical forces, you know, whether it's, you know, money or incarceration or whatever, there's things that are stopping me. How do you do that? Because there's a lot of people right now are going, but you don't know my mom. You don't understand my family. How do you create freedom for yourself? And how can we amplify that? So be the example, you know, you as a musician, you as a beautiful human being, friends, family, how can we, everyone listening to the show right now, be an example for actual freedom and not hypocritical freedom? Ooh, great one. That's a great question. So um, when you talk about freedom, to do what you want to do and to be who you want to be. The first thing that you can't do is listen to anybody else getting in your way, getting in your head. You're going to have people in your life that are dream killers, right? Mm -hmm. You don't need to be around no dream killers. You don't need to have anybody in your circle that don't believe in you, right? Because I can show you and point to a thousand successful people, right? Who had those same people in their life and said, nope, I'm not listening. I'm going my way. Think about Jay-Z. Everybody, all the record labels wasn't interested in Jay-Z. He built his own and now look at him, empire, yeah. right? Okay, so you can start right there, you know, but there's plenty other examples. So. Stop listening to people, right? Because what you will find is I don't take advice from anybody that is scared to go after their dreams or who hasn't yeah. accomplished anything. Yeah. And see, people don't want to have these honest conversations, right? But we every do. time yeah, we I right talk to people, <laughs> I'm going to give it to you uncut and raw, right? I don't listen to nobody, right? What I look like listening to you and you haven't accomplished anything or you scared to go after your dream. And I know it because we're talking and I know what you want to do, but I know what you haven't achieved, but you're trying to tell me what I can't be and what I can't become. Let me tell you something. When I was in prison, there were a bunch of guys saying, you know, nobody's never made it in uh, R&B at in their 40s or whatever the case may be nobody's never came home and been respected so on and so forth da, 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 all this stuff right and it sometimes it can come from a good place but sometimes it can come from a total negative place because you can have people around you jealous of you envious of you that that are comfortable seeing you in a certain place in a certain light because it makes them look better right? Be mindful of that. Family or friend, be mindful of those people because those are the people that you don't need in your life. So when I was coming home, I heard da 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 da, -da heard it all, <sighs> right? In less than two years of me coming home, I was in Rite Aid and my lawyer, Amy Rowe, who's like a sister to me, called me on the phone. And she said, do you know what it says when I Google your name, I said, no. She says, R&B artist. Right then and there, 
within two years, me, uh, my little brother Mark, who in Jackson, uh, Mike, uh, Daryl Piano Man uh, Marshall, Richard Wilder, Michael Boinkins, every single person on my small team, right? And my publicist, Tracy and Dave, and my friend, we all changed the narrative. Do not allow anybody to be the narrator of your story. You be the narrator of your own story. You write your own history. You write your own life out. Don't leave it to the media. Don't leave it to family and friends. You create your own narrative, right? So everything that people said I couldn't do, I've done. My music is respected in music circles. I've been covered twice, not just for my story, but because of my music in Rolling Stone twice, feature story. Philadelphia Magazine, feature story. LAD Bible, one of the biggest music publications overseas, feature story. And other music publications. So what are you saying to me again? What are you telling me I can't do? You lost your mind. You can't tell me. You can't tell me nothing. I don't listen to it. Right? I even got to the point where I had to tell people that were in my life, right? Your opinion is your opinion, right? I don't care about your opinion. Your opinion don't matter to me. You know why it don't matter to me? Because it's not coming from a genuine good place, right? I had to tell somebody um, one time, I said, do you honestly think, right, that what you're saying and you repeating yourself like a broken tape recorder makes sense? Well, it makes sense to you. You may feel this way, but there's a million other people that don't feel that way. Right? Mm -hmm. So always remember that caveat, right? Don't allow nobody to steal your dreams. Then you spoke to things that are going on in this country indirectly, right? 100%. So I'll speak to it. Nobody, not a government body, not, not government officials, anybody has a right to tell a woman what to do with her body. Nobody. Amen. Whether you are <clears throat> for it or against it or whether you, it's Doesn't not matter. your decision. You have no right. What you're telling people is to be okay with a traumatic trauma situation that has occurred in their life, right? That wasn't consensual, maybe. That's wrong, right? Yes. And these same people are for the death penalty. 100%. Right? These That's same right. people don't care about the black community and what we're going through. And they don't care about homelessness. I just came from New York City. All I seen was homeless people littered up and down the street. Philadelphia, all I see is homeless people littered up down the street. And you could go into your pocket a hundred times, but you don't have enough. Yep. But our government does. But we tend to care about everything else except for what we should care about. And I want to be mindful. I want everybody to be mindful of this. You really need to pay attention to your local officials, but your state officials and the people that you put in office. Because if you didn't see this coming, when you elected who you elected president, shame on you. You should have known that this was going to happen. Because every single president 
has the power to appoint judges to district and federal court in the U.S. Supreme Court. We all know the makeup of the court. That's why that happened. Mm -hmm. Very point blank. You can't sugarcoat this stuff. Yeah, Barack lost an opportunity to appoint somebody, and I, I think we I think we missed two. They didn't allow of, it. Yeah, yeah. Congress tried to hold it. it back and drift it until the next election. You know, That's Jimmy, crazy. you you had one point in there that is, it, I, I want to play with this, and then we'll get some. I know Chris has some amazing questions, but when we have people sitting around us, human nature is to see from tunnel vision and that's why we have you know friends that's why we have connection and people like say things to us and so my tunnel vision saying oh this can't be done i'm going to keep spewing this to you for someone like you chris or myself somebody who's going to be a leader and say hey i'm not listening to this shit. you know i'm not i can do whatever i want you know we might be the black sheep of the family or almost everyone's like oh they're different they're crazy and this is what's going to change this world this is what's going to get a man like what you just did standing up, you know, not all men are speaking up for women right now. And they're looking for you. They're looking for me. They're looking for Chris to speak this stuff. But we've got to realize something. You're always going to have a person coming from a place of lack or constant disappointment who isn't trying to hurt you, but is projecting on you their own issues. And the best thing that you can do or I can do or Chris can do is say, I love you. Thank you. Goodbye. I mean, I'm still, I love you, you're my family, but I'm going to go make this dream possible. And, and they won't know what happened, but that's what's got to happen. So whoever's listening and saying, but you don't know my family or whatever, listen to Jimmy's passion. I mean, it's badass. It's real. We didn't say we we're going to talk about it. We came in here giggling and laughing, and then we're all feeling the same shit. Like we could go have a beer and laugh and have a good time, but there's some things going on in this world right now. And, and I thank yeah, you for sorry. that. Thank you for sharing that. Chris, I know you got some good stuff. I don't want to monopolize, but uh, oh no, 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 no. I mean, I, I could go, I could go down that road yeah. really totally. deep. I was just, I was just downstairs <laughs> talking to my wife right now, and she was telling me about Mississippi. Got some shit going on. I'm like, they're gonna Horrible. make miscarriages Horrible. illegal. Miscarriages, Horrible. Illegal. But I, I want because I, I could, I could easily go on that. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm like asking my mentors right yeah. now. Like, we'll, I'm ready to we'll, go really. I'm gonna we'll go. We'll have really to come public. back for another show to talk why politics. Do, right? Why don't we do a special live stream? Oh. We'll do that. And I and don't forget what's going on with that district attorney from Armand Aubrey too, which obviously plays to, to yeah. you right now, where they're realizing there were 16 phone calls um, from the murderer at that time, and then suddenly they're not pressing charges. It's like, come on. Is is see. This is where we as a country, this is where we as citizens of America have to raise our voices in unison and say no. Yeah. See, we, we gotten too comfortable with not calling people out for who they really are. Oh, yeah. You're racist, you're prejudiced, we need to say it. You're corrupt, you're evil, we need to say it. We getting too, we done got too comfort, comfortable with Oh, that's not politically correct. We're okay with people lying in our faces now, as we've seen years ago. And still, when we see different people stand up in Congress, in the Senate, you shouldn't be okay with that. Hell right? No. And this thing where we keep saying that's their truth. Their, no, the truth is not arbitrary. There's only one truth. And it's always black and white. So when you see a spade, you should call a spade a spade and a jack a jack. Right? It's what it is. It's not a club. Right. And so even when you look at what's going on with me now, right, with the lawsuit and which we're going to get into, but oh, yeah. it's corruption. It's the mayor, Mayor Kenny, 
of Philadelphia who is fighting tooth to nail to protect a, a former corrupt regime instead of him showing great character and trying to be a hero he rather fight tooth to nail to protect a regime that was racist, prejudiced, and evil and corrupt that destroyed the lives of not only myself, but numerous other people. And the citizens of Philadelphia, but the citizens around the country, we shouldn't be standing for that. We should all be up in arms. We should all be calling for, for people jobs, his and others that don't want to do right. We shouldn't vote these people in. We shouldn't allow people, because what happens with district attorneys and mayors, right? This is what happened in every single solitary city. This is how it breaks down. What they do is they go to the black church. They go to all the top mm -hmm. black churches. They say every single solitary thing that that congregation and that minister wants to hear, right? They mm -hmm. get that vote. Then they go out to the suburbs, right? To y'all churches, right? And they do the same thing. And all they do is lie in everybody's face. It's lies, right? Mayor Kenny, he campaigned on criminal justice reform. He campaigned on taking the cops to task and, and, and holding them accountable for their wrongs. And now I've been embroiled in a lawsuit since 2017 that, that the Third Circuit of Pennsylvania the most powerful court, right, in the state just, just ruled on November 23rd, 2021, another landmark decision. It's now the legal standard in this country, right, saying that Roger King, Detective Jaskrimski, and Santiago framed Jimmy Dennis. Why is my family and friends and supporters still being victimized? by Mayor Kinney and the city attorneys, corruption. They are now complicit in the act of corruption. And they've been so for the last several years. And I sat back and I listened to a bunch of people don't want to say, oh, shut up. We're not doing that. We call him the spade, the spade, the ace, the ace, the jack, the jack. This is who he is. And anybody that voted him in office should be appalled that he's still doing this to my family, friends, and supporters, and I. Period. So, so to that point, they still have that woman who uh, initially, what was it with Emmett Till, was the one who said Emmett Till, you know, raped or killed her or whatever. She's alive, and they're saying, yeah, but she's old. We shouldn't do anything. I mean, that shit. When I hear that, I'm like, <clears throat> hold on a second. So I'm old, so I shouldn't be accountable because I'm eighty something years old. Like I'm listening to this stuff as a a human. Like, never mind, I'm white or a black, I'm, I'm a human, and, and it hurts my soul. And when I see people, like you're saying, who are like, yeah, well, you know, let's just, let's just be good people today and whatever. What does that even mean? Like, accountability is the foundation. You've got to have an account, a foundation of accountability to start living a life of integrity and treating people equally and have an equity in the world. And I don't know why people are so afraid of that. They want to pretend nothing happened. This whole like we can't teach these things in school or we can't say this word in Florida. Or we can't do this. Everyone wants to have this like fictitious illusion of bullshit. And honestly, I, I go to sleep at night and I don't sleep because I'm literally like, what is I just said to Chris the other day, Jimmy, yeah. 
I've been literally drifting in and out of kind of the program behind the matrix that we live in. And I'm sitting here saying, what is wrong with the programming that's not sparking the energy in people to make change? Like my brain goes really deep into my soul. And like when you when you're telling your story, I'm already a voice for you. I'm not going to shut up. I'm going to be the kid at the basketball court when somebody says the N words that no, nobody's looking and I'm going to say something. There's no I'm going to be that guy. You need to and, be that guy. Everybody but, needs to be that guy. But that's the point. Like, well, like, why am I the only guy? Like, why is like, why is the next person not saying we're it? Afraid. We're because afraid. Because people, so people, people are afraid. People don't want to get involved. People just want to go with the status quo, right? They just want to go about their day until it lands on their doorstep. Until it hurts them, mm -hmm. exactly. That's until bullshit. it hurts them, right? Yeah. True story. Um, Emmett Till rings home for me because Emmett Till was murdered on my birthday. Whoa. Right. And so my dad embedded in me as a young lad that um, Emmett Till died on your birthday. The great march on Washington was on the day that Emmett Till was murdered, which is August 28th, so on and so forth. So I'm someone who was fortunate and blessed enough. And I don't tell people this. I um, received correspondence from Emmett Till's mother, Mamie Till, when I was in prison, right? And it meant the world to me that she believed in my innocence and, and encouraged me, so on and so forth. So what should happen to this woman who lied, who destroyed... Um, Mamie Till, um, the Till family, and devastated an entire nation, she should have been in jail. Oh, yeah. She should have been under the jail. Who gives a heck because she's 80 years old? I don't. If you ask anybody in the black community, we don't. We, we, we never get justice, right? Let's just have an honest conversation. Justice, the, the, the justice that applies to everybody else in America, doesn't apply to us. And we're past tired of it, right? That's why you hear the passion in my voice, right? That's why I um, am big on um, fighting against corruption and not allowing people to get you know away with stuff and naming, naming people names. And the prosecutor in the uh, Ahmaud Audrey case, he need to be in jail, he corrupt. The people that don't want to uh, press charges on this idiot, nobody cares because she's 80 years old. Nobody cares, right? Mm -hmm. And if you care, if you care about that, right, go look at, at Emmett Till's body and his face and what was done to him Same. by those racist people. And every single person that was involved in that, from the police officers on down, everybody knew it was a lie. They all need to be thrown up under the jail. Period. We're not going to sugarcoat that. There's nothing to sugarcoat. So I've so I've got a question, Jimmy, and I love your passion. I love this conversation. Actually, Lee just Lee just chimed in right here. He goes, "This is an important, enthralling conversation." Thank you. You know, when I think about this in my own world, and Scott knows this about me. You know, I've I've spent a lot of my life 
avoiding the news. I was actually a news junkie. I was a political junkie. And then one day I just decided I was not going to follow it anymore. I was going to put my head in the sand. I was just going to focus on my life and not focus on all of the negativity. But now, especially with this abortion stuff and the stuff that's happening with you, I'm thinking in my mind, like what for people at home, like we're thinking about, you know, a lot of this stuff is is going divisive, right? You know, it, it seems like there's different factions and different sides. There's talk of civil war. You know, the thing I worry about the most is like thinking about, you know, being misinterpreted, you know, and thinking about that. So what can we do as individuals watching the show, listening to the show right now? What can we do? You, see, you said we have to stand up and fight. I told my wife, I said, I wasn't down to protest in some of the things going on, but I'm down to protest for this. What are some of the things that we can do to take action against these elected officials to bring them down and to, and to really not come at it from a divisive standpoint, but try to come at it from a united standpoint that we're all in this together. I just, we, uh, we interviewed some people last night on, on a, another show that I'm on this community of people. They, 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 they're called one Albany, one Albany, uh, strong. If you guys check it out, one Albany strong, the guy basically was sitting at home during COVID and he went on next door. He went on an app and he said, listen, what can we do to help our community? And the inspiration from that conversation really lit me up. It's like, what can I do here in my community? I'm trying to go out there and change the world. But for me in my community, I need to meet my neighbors. I need to, I need to develop relationships with them. I need to go out there and connect with them and have conversations with them. A lot of us are sitting here behind the keyboards and doing this shit. But for me, I know I need to get out there and do more with my community and have those conversations. What are some suggestions for you, for us, knowing what you know about the political system? How can we start recalling these people or, or having those conversations and, and getting out? Is it protesting? Is it, is it writing? What is it? Cause I know I've written my congressman and they come right back and they say, thank you. What is it that we can do, but without violence and without hatred and mm -hmm. anger? I mean, there's gotta be anger and passion, but I don't want oh, no, to. I think, I think anger is okay. I yeah. like, I like, I like, like, I know Jimmy and I on the same, like, like I hear like, I think, I think passion and honesty and the emotion is we need to see that it's, does it translate to physical or that's right. The, that's, it that's it, it doesn't have to, yeah. um, anger can so, just be anger. Yeah, so you could be angry, but it shouldn't translate to any physical violence whatsoever. You can be angry and like whatever bitterness or anger you feel should fuel you to want to do something positive, right? right? Like starting a writing campaign, right, to your local congressman. That's number one, to impeach people or get them out of office, right? Um, learn about the Constitution right and learn about the, the the different statues that we have in place to see what can be done then we um for anybody who's who's corrupt or evil we try to oyster them out of office that's voting there are elections coming up all over this country soon right and we need to be mindful of who's running in office who is running these uh commercials on tv lying and who they align themselves with. So if you know somebody is openly saying that they are have aligned themselves with somebody who is racist, why would you vote them in office? Right? Because nothing's going to change. It's going to be the same practice. If you have somebody coming with some new and fresh ideals, and maybe you don't agree with everything they're saying, right? Reach out and try to have a dialogue with that person, right? To see if y'all can get on the same page and see what their total agenda is because always remember, we're never going to agree entirely with everyone. Right. But if it's something that you agree with, then that's fine. But we should never agree with people who are racist and prejudiced and do nothing for our communities, but take and take and take and, and, and create divisiveness amongst our people. Right. Please. Because we're all one race. 
and you're trying to divide us, right? And you're talking about civil war, you're talking about all this foolishness, da 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 da, and you're upset about statues being taken down. Why would you want statues up of racist people? Why? It's crazy. Why? <laughs> it's Why? What, what, crazy. What, 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 how you, how you think that makes us feel, right? As black people, right? When we see this, these uh, statues that have been eradicated to these racist people. You know, we had one in Philly. And then in the, in the wee wee hours, as my man Frank Sinatra say, uh, the Frank Rizzo statue was removed. <laughs> and, uh, you know, the citizens of Philadelphia are trying to get another statue uh, removed as well. But this is the type kind of stuff that needs, needs, needs not to go unchecked. People need to be called out on the carpet. Queen Muse uh, wrote a terrific article in uh, Philadelphia Magazine and one of the newspapers about Mayor Kenny um, in the wee wee hours, removing the uh, Frank Rizzo statue, who was a racist. He was a uh, police commissioner and mayor. And uh, the city of Philadelphia police officers, when he was running them, they damn near dressed like Nazis. This, 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 you can't make this stuff up. Man. And not only was he going into the black community with no holds barred, um, you know, devastating the black community, these same two police officers are from that regime. So you understand a little bit about what I, what I went through. And every single solitary thing that I say out of my mouth is factual. I don't do conjecture. I don't embellish. Everything is just a click away with Jimmy Dennis. You can look Frank Rizzo up. You, you can see how he devastated Philly, so on and so forth. And when the Black Lives Matter movement um, in, in the black community um, called for Frank Rizzo statue to be um, taken down. And it should never been put up in, in the first place. But those are the things that we need to do. We need to start writing campaigns. We need to study and understand the Constitution and the laws that these state senators and everybody are governed by. Right. And then we need to vote them out of office, because if we are content with continuing to go through this cycle over and over like it's Groundhog Day, then something is literally wrong with us all. Mm -hmm. Right. But if we lift our voices up in unison, we can always bring about powerful, positive change. You, you know, what? I just got a quick visual of. You know that show Scared Straight, and they used to have kids going and meet. Oh yeah, I love go. that one. That was. So good. Watch this. Watch this. We we got we got to build this together. I'm not kidding. So I was because my brain starts thinking like exponential real quick. Like I'm always like big picture. So if kids are the answer, which they are, because trying to you know unteach old dogs you know tricks and stuff can be you know a nightmare. There's that you know sweet spot age of like middle school for kids where they're still malleable. They're not like full adults, but they're they're asking for an identity adjustment they're asking for growth what if for them we like create a program where it's literally you go you know meet you you meet somebody who's been an inmate and and walk into the prison and say if this was was your brother what would you do and let them say like you have them come in with their best friend and so they're going if this was your brother what would you be doing and then empower them because could you imagine if every kid in the middle school schools that are public schools in chicago new york city and austin and dallas and houston Kids were walking through and saying, what if this was your brother? 
And yeah. so now they're creating campaigns and you've got kids doing it. There's the future voters. Now you've got an instant impact. Um, I mean, I don't know what it would look like to develop that, but like think of the value of that. Because what I'm seeing right now is my brain goes to that space. But when I talk to other kids, not everybody does. But I will say this. If you have this conversation with the kids I'm teaching at first level in college or first year of college, I think most of them are going to respond. I think it's the later adults that won't. So how do we tap mm -hmm. them? Every single college that I spoke at um, before COVID happened, I haven't spoke at colleges since COVID happened. But the last college I spoke at was uh, uh, North Carolina University, uh, Tar Heel Country. Nice. Um, and the students were very much um, impacted by the dialogue um, that we had that day. And um, I'm still in, um, you know, a lot of them. Um, are they are our future leaders, and so it was good to uh, share dialogue with them. I think that's a, a phenomenal um, ideal, Scott, and that um, you have to understand something that I understand: being racist or prejudice is not in anybody's DNA. No. We're not born like that. Amen. You're taught to be like that. Um, one of my closest friends and I, we always have this conversation. We have these deep philosophical conversations. And um, one of the things that we talked about numerous times is about racism and how we can't remember or think of anybody around us who has ever said anything disparaging about another race. And that's because we had good parents, so on and so forth, that didn't teach us this crap because it's taught to, taught to people and then they grow up to be this, right? So sometimes if you cut it off early on, it could make a complete difference. Or like you say, whether it's middle school or whether, whether you start something and you know walk into the colleges and talk to the first year students, or you know, so on and so forth. It 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 can be done, and it's a great idea to sort of try to think about, sit back, think about, and then try to break into because they are the future leaders of this country. They are the future of this country. It, it starts with them. If you think about every single solitary movement, right, from the civil rights movement to the women's movement to any movement, it all started with kids in college. Young people, yeah. right? Young people, all the time, right? They are a force to be reckoned with. They are powerful. They are a powerful group of, of people that could change uh, of the world. And you see that a lot of kids, if you look at the last 30 years and you think about hip hop music, right? Hip hop music shows you the love, the love between people right that everybody can embrace and love this music right and what it's done for our culture i remember a time when you couldn't walk in a mall and you couldn't hear nothing but elevator music now i walk in the mall and they playing money bag yo and i'm smiling and i'm laughing because this is how far corporate america has come because it's money for them yeah 
That's mm -hmm. all it is. It's money for them. It's why they accepted it, right? But hip hop has done so much more than that. It brought people together and it's changed the landscape of music forever. Okay, so I've got, I've got a deep question for you since we're going here. So when I think about my my journey in understanding all of this and i think about some of the stuff that i the the mistakes i may have made during black lives matter and and looking at people like candace haynes and going okay well there's a black person that's talking about this what are your thoughts on the black community you know not standing up together during this you know i, I think about all the powerful black people that, in, that are in the world and i don't see them necessarily standing up to to raise their voice against this the, these atrocities what do you say to the black community to unite them to get up and stand up and raise their voice collectively all of us together to be able to make a difference you know a lot of us are all complacent and we're living in our own little bubble i think to your point earlier the news and television and movies has has desensitized us to seeing this like every time i see a news alert like oh people were shot at them all I literally go, oh, that sucks. I mean, I've become so conditioned to it. How can we break that conditioning? How can we break out of that spell and unite as a, as a, as a people, whether we're black, white, straight, gay, everything else, to be able to come out of our shells to, to make a difference in this world? So you're speaking to the conditions that we find ourselves in now and why people don't raise their voices, yeah. whether they're black, white, or other? Yes. Um, we've been... Um, we, uh, so a lot of times when we look at media, right, we don't scrutinize what we see, hear, and read. Right. We just take everything at face value, right? I never do that. I always, well, what's your source? Where did you get that from? Yeah. You know, and, you know, and so on and so forth. We shouldn't be okay with being okay. Meaning that um, Malcolm X once told somebody, he said, every single thing that happens around the world affects you and it can land on your doorstep one day. He didn't say it like that verbatim, but that's essentially what he was saying. And he was absolutely right. So, we need to get out of being just comfortable sitting in our ivory towers thinking that this can't happen to us because when drugs was devastating the black community, it wasn't an issue, right? Now that it's reached other neighborhoods, the opiate crisis and so on and so forth, everybody is up in arms about it, right? But it was going on down here long time ago in the ghetto right you can't turn a blind eye to that right if you have any sense of humanity about yourself right right you have to say that's not okay it's not okay that those people are down there hurting or so on and so forth listen if i hear somebody say something that is derogatory or racist against another group of people i'm offended there are people that i don't even listen to i don't even watch their movies anymore because they made racist statements that i know that were just not off the cuff right mel gibson feel the difference yeah oh my man 
Here you go, bingo. I, I loved Mel. And right I when you, when you said anymore. it, we were all right looking there. at him. We I, all I, saw I, his I, face. Yeah. Right I there. Like, I See? can't fucking watch him so, anymore. I used to love him. So how can try are you, right? Right. And listen, no judgments. I'm not perfect. None of us on this panel are perfect, right? Okay? And I want people in America to get out of thinking everybody is uh, not infallible. Because that's bull crap. Everybody makes mistakes. Right? And you're going to keep making them because you're a human being. But there's a difference in being a piece of trash. Right? And, and, and going... Going about like trying to put good in the world and trying to be a decent human being. Now, if he's apologized to everybody and he's sincere, but it's always different strokes for different folks, right? There are people who didn't even say what he said and they've been totally blacklisted out of Hollywood. Never to be seen again. They can't even get a sci-fi movie. He's doing A-list movies again. Right. OK, good for him. I'm all for him. Right. I'm just saying that no matter who you are in this world. Right. You're not perfect. Don't act like you're perfect. But at the same time. Right. We shouldn't systematically go and constantly try to hurt people. One of the things that I found very disheartening when I came home was that we're OK with people being assholes nowadays. Yeah. We're so okay with that, right? And that's, to me, that's not cool, right? Because anybody can be that, but it takes a different kind of human being to put love and positive energy into the world. And I think that's what you're speaking to, Chris, mm -hmm. right? How can we get to that point and how can we stop being complacent where it's just okay to be okay? Yeah, because it's not just okay to be okay. You should want what you want for yourself. You should want for your brother man. Yeah. If you want peace in your neighborhood and you want your neighborhood to be clean and so on and so forth, you should want that for everybody. Right? That's what blows my mind. Though. You know, you 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 shouldn't be able to sit in a park in Philadelphia and see the park littered with homeless people and then sit there and have a date with somebody. And if you can do that, right, something is wrong. There is a total disconnect. You don't have a pulse. You're not human, right? Because I'm not okay with um, Ahmaud Arbery being um, tracked down like an animal and then shot and, sh shot and murdered. I'm not okay with George Floyd. I'm not okay with Breonna Teller, right? Mm -hmm. I'm not okay, okay with Elijah McClain. <clears throat> we don't talk about Elijah McClain. He was a, a, a young musician, gifted student, killed in Denver, 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 Colorado. And you heard the police talking about, cut off the camera, cut off the camera, cut off the body cam, cut off the body cam. You okay with that? No. If you okay with that, right? It says a lot about who you are and your character as a person. And Jimmy, I, I think this whole thing goes back to when, when Chris and I started this show 
you know, I have certain things that like I've always tried to understand and live by. And I always talk about extending the sense of self. And if my world is just me, then everything's about Scott against the world. If it's just the three of us, it's the three of us against the world. If it's the city of Austin, it's that. If it's Texas. So what happens is people tribalize, you know, with intention and just say it's us versus them. So is that this little rich community in a certain part of Austin? Oh, we don't want the homelessness, not because we don't want homelessness. We don't want it drifting into our neighborhood or those are where the restaurants are. And this makes this city look gross. So the real estate's going to go down. It's not. I want those people. So to your point, what if we just said that I am all that is seen and unseen in existence? So I am you. You are me. So the second you're in pain, I want to stop the bleeding. I want to stop the bleeding for you because I'm hurting too. And that's something that's not that far-fetched for all of us to, to get into. Mm. And one of the things that, you know, we took our daughter around the world a few years ago to see people from all the world with different perspectives on the, on the world. And that was because we wanted her to say, holy shit, there's a lot going on on this planet. And you don't have to sit and worry about it 24-7 because then you will go crazy. But be aware of it when you're making decisions, when you're talking to people. They could be come from a different place. You know, even to the point of like Mel Gibson, there's a half of me that literally says, yeah, but what if he did learn? And I want to be empathetic. But at the yeah. same time, I'm not going to support him financially until I'm damn sure of it. And so there's this weird like you, you just want to be the bigger person. But there's a point where you got to say enough of that shit. And people need to wake up and start being accountable and being less self oriented and more selfless or a bigger sense of self. That makes sense. That and makes total that. That makes total sense to me. I, I'll, I'll just say this. Like, look, um, once again, we're talking about human nature, right? So human nature is such that um, if, hypothetically, if, Scott, you had a bad moment tomorrow, right? For whatever reasons, things were going on in, in, your, in your life. That doesn't make you a bad person, right? But if you consistently show people something over time, that's who you are. Mm -hmm. That's your character. It's identity of so, action. So if someone <laughs> constantly, like these politicians that you know that discount the black community, don't care about the black community, don't care about the black and Latino community, if they constantly discount us, right, and don't care about our issues. That's who that person is. You can't, you can't jazz it up. You can't make it to be anything else, right? That's who they are, right? That's something that you can't say that that's a mistake or that's a judgment. That's character, Agreed. right? So that's different. So I'm all for people being able to have second chances, third chances, whatever, I, I have no problem with that. But sometimes when people show you who they are, you need to believe them. And You're there right. are plenty of politicians yes, there that are. have shown us who they are. And nobody believes them, but they still are running the Senate, Congress, so on and so forth. They're still running these local states, whether they're governors or whatever, so on and so forth. And that's a crime against humanity because nothing's getting better, right? And I have friends who are totally jaded 
by politics, by voting. I totally get it. I really do. Because there are so many of us that feel like we never get a fair shake, right? And a, a lot of times, that is the case. That is the majority of the case of, of what we're dealing with. But the only way that that's going to change is if everybody get together. We don't have to have a, a campfire. We don't have to have a meeting. All we got to do is talk among social media and say, listen, this who this candidate is, this who this person is, this how we need to go down this, this aisle to vote for so-and-so. This how we need to get so-and-so office. And oh, yeah, so-and-so trying to pull the wool over our eyes, right? You know, like uh, I'm in Philly right now. It's a good guy in Philly running name. Um, State Representative Christopher Rabb. This guy, ever since he came in office, he done did everything that he said. And I would never campaign for a politician. Right? That ain't my thing. Oddly enough, um, I got politicians asking me to campaign for him all the time since um, I was a part of Larry Krasner, um, the uh, DA of Philadelphia, um, last campaign. And me and my uh, fellow innocent brothers were instrumental in um, helping getting him reelected. People asked me to campaign. I'm not doing that because I don't believe in them. But this right. guy right here, Christopher Rath, he's a genuine article, right? He does what he says he's going to do. He's a man's man, right? And he's a man of the people where you can reach out and touch him. So he has people now trying to be smudge his name just to get back in office and to get a check. That's the kind of thing that we need to be mindful of. He's about criminal justice reform. He's about helping homeless. How do I know? Because I seen him do it, right? Constantly do it, right? This is what he's doing out here. And you can't get these other people on the phone. It's like I was telling people, uh, you know, about like Krasner. If you wanted to go, if you want to go back to the old regime, where corruption ran rapid, then by all means, go vote for them over there. But if you want to be about change and holding the police accountable for putting innocent people in jail, killing uh, innocent black, Latino, and poor white people, that's the guy that you need to have in office. And this just past week, um, you go and click and you see Larry Krasner going about the business of the people doing what is right for a Latino family that lost their uh, son in Philadelphia. So we have to be mindful of who we put in position of power because a lot of times all it is is about money and greed and power and position. Amen, amen. Holy crap. We've already been talking for an hour, Jimmy. I want to, um, I want to ask you about your advocacy work right now. I mean, yes. I read a statistic when, in thinking about this show, I went on, I just Googled like how many, how many people in the prison system right now are wrongly confused. And one of the numbers I saw was one in 25. Talk to us about the numbers and what your advocacy work is doing. And then we're going to jump to a little bit of your music. I want to share some music with the people that are listening at home. Um, this has been an amazing conversation. I definitely, it's definitely sparked a lot in my own heart and my own mind of what I can do and what I could do better. So thank you for that. But talk to us about the advocacy work that you're doing and some of the successes that you're experiencing and, and talk about those statistics. 
So um, that statistic is probably true. Um, but right now, as we speak, um, anywhere between 13, 14 percent of the people incarcerated in America serving life or on death row or just in prison period are innocent. That's number wow. one. And that number is a large number. We have to get out of the mindset that every everybody in prison says they're innocent. Listen, I was in prison for 25.5 years. Excuse my language, but I'm tired of hearing that. That's bullshit. Yep. There aren't a bunch of men running around lying about who they are. You know why? I'm going to tell you why. Prison is a jungle. You can't lie in there. You can't play in there. Everybody know who you is. And they have something in prison called checking your temperature. Your temperature gets checked every single day. That means somebody somewhere is going to try you. It may be a group of individual. It may be one. But lying about who you really are in prison doesn't cut it. So people aren't running around. Uh, everybody isn't running around saying that they're innocent. That's bullcrap. Um. So we got to get out of that mindset because that's all I hear from so many different uh, walks of life. You know, even in entertainment, you know, it's a running joke and da da da. But that's not true. Um, my advocacy work is has led me to advocating for. Um, I'm advocating for about four individuals right now that are innocent, serving life and death in prison. Um, but I uh, work with Jason Flum, um, uh, the CEO of Lava Records. Um, Jason and I uh, just was in New York. Um, I was doing, I had a bunch of other meetings up there and the photo shoot, but um, I always take time out of what I'm doing. And we linked up and we went to a law firm and we were very successful um, in advocating for innocent people trying to get this law firm to um, take these cases pro bono. And I'm happy to say that a lot of lawyers signed up for it. And hopefully in the next coming weeks, um, we'll be getting some good news about these, these lawyers possibly taking one or two cases. Um, I enjoy the advocacy work. Um, I'm not going to do it forever. Once I bring my um, certain people home, um, that I left behind. Um, I need to take a beat and really just focus on me. But the advocacy work that I do is important for me, speaking up about innocent men and women. Um, I'm always going to do it, but you know, sometimes you just need to take a beat. But anybody sitting in their house right now can get involved. All you got to do is look up innocent people online. You could be their champion. You could become their voice. You could sign their petition, um, so on and so forth. Um, I'll send you some stuff. You and Scott some stuff on some petitions yes. that I want um, that I would like for y'all to share with your uh, audience so that they could possibly um, sign these petitions of innocent people that I'm um, champion um, for them to come home. And they're good people, good men so on and so forth, and they deserve to be reunited with their family. But anybody can become an advocate for innocent people. All you got to do is wake up in the morning and throw on your clothes and put on your Superman cape and just walk out the door and start doing it. Love it. 
Beautiful, 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 Jimmy. Before we go to music, Scott, any other questions? I mean, I'm we just could talk to Jimmy for hours. I mean, we got. I mean, this is we got to do a whole new show on just talking about you know I, what's going I, on in the world. Today. I do think we should do a live stream and talk about a few of the things that are going on in the world and bring some of the heat and some of the passion. And I'd love to talk to. Was it Chris Rab? You said. Um, yeah. I think, you know, I think it would be fun to get him on the show. I don't know if you talked to him, you know, in person at all. I could um, get him. About, I could I get him for you. The, re the reason I want that is I want that to be an example that he's got some, you know, good yeah. footage that can be put out there. We can get other, um, you know, um, ground roots politicians who are doing the right thing. Because I know exactly what you're saying. You know, the local, you know, kid in the rich part of town who's running for district attorney is going to get it because everybody knows him. And he comes from the right family, the pedigreed family. And the Chris Rabb who comes in and says, hey, I'm going to do the right thing. They'll find the time he was drunk at a high school football game and bring that up. Yeah. Of yeah. course they're going to. Because yeah. they want their guy in there to control them. And that's what happened with Ahmad Aubrey. And you have that woman that was the right. DA that's literally everybody's friend. And you see it because the guy kills someone and calls up 16 times within the first 24 hours. And then suddenly he's cleared. It's like that that woman's going to prison now. And she's going to be on the flip side of this, which is going to be. And she should be. And she, she absolutely should. And be. she shouldn't be. Listen, she should. She should go to state penitentiary. 100%. Not and no cookie cutter example. prison, not no cookie cutter prison. Yeah. You know, she should go to state prison. Period. If you can send somebody else there, yeah, then you should you know, be able to. Somebody needs. You know that that that's a, you know, um, we have to get out of this, you know, uh, thing where uh, police officers and district attorneys don't go to prison. This is something that I've been advocating for since I came home. If you knowingly destroy an innocent person's life, you deserve to serve the same time that I served in prison. Amen. That's in it. The same capacity. The same yeah. capacity. Not like not yeah. some country club. Right. Not no country club where you could play tennis and golf and y'all got a smorgasbord and all that. No. Go to state prison because I dealt with being jumped repeatedly. Yeah, you know I mean, had to fight to be here to talk to y'all every single day. My head was on a swivel. You know, 30% of my hair and gone, teeth knocked out of my mouth. You think you think you think that's fair no. to my family and me and what I continue to go go through suffering from PTSD and what I'm continuing to deal with with the city of Philadelphia? You know. It's just ridiculous. We need to, we need to take stock of ourselves and what we allow to continue to happen because these elected officials were voted in. Yep. They can be oisted out. Amen. No matter who they are, they can be oisted out. And this is this is the place we need to get to in this country where we're not okay with being okay. And we're not okay with corruption. We are not okay with people being evil and mean to one another and systematically destroying and putting innocent people in jail and violating people's constitutional rights. We can't be okay with that. No, not anymore. Yeah, not anymore. So let's switch gears here for a second. Before all of this, yeah. Jimmy Dennis made music. Jimmy yeah. Dennis still makes and music. He still does. So, so I would like to share with you guys a song called Love You Better. Let's get oh, this going. Yeah. 
Love you better. Let's thank do this. you. We're gonna play this. Hopefully, it'll come through. You can hear it. You guys hear that? I can. I can hear it a little bit. Start a little louder. <laughs> Bring you little ass just because be the best part of your day. Push you up on game the else of the sea. That's in wealth, you and me. Stocks and bonds and CDs. I'ma help you get to those bags. Giving you a love you never had. I'ma love you better. We got that one, and then we got another one called I love this one, Hate the Skin I'm In. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's a hard Hate one. the Skin I'm In, Jimmy Dennis. I'm one of the people who built the country. Until this moment, there is scarcely any hope for the American dream because the people who are denied participation in it by their very presence will wreck it. Pro-Magnon state Change Disarms you Of your privilege mm. You fear me even when I don't seek to harm you Cause you hate the skin I'm in I hate the skin I'm in No more praying, begging, pleading, I'm telling you. Ladies and gentlemen, Jimmy Dennis, go check out his music. You can find it on Spotify, iTunes, anywhere you find music. 
And uh, man, brother, this has just been an, a phenomenal, phenomenal uh, conversation tonight. Um, sharing this time with you. Um, you've inspired so many people. Uh, Joe saying, I love this. Grooving at work. Thank Definitely. you, Joe. Love you, um, brother. Thank you, says, you, Joe. Appreciate man. you. We got Patricia in the house. Patricia is the How you doing, Patricia? She introduced <laughs> us to you and yes. had the show before. So she says, love, love, love this one. Yeah, that's the best. Joe sitting here saying, I love the beat. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Man, I just got to say, you know, for those of you guys listening on the on the on the podcast, you know, go check out jimmydennismusic.net. Again, jimmydennismusic.net. You can find Jimmy on Instagram at jimmydennismusic at jimmydennismusic. Jimmy, some final words, some thoughts for the people listening tonight. I mean, it's been a powerful, powerful conversation tonight. I've been moved, and when I'm moved, I know that that I know people listening and watching are moved. What are some thoughts coming from your heart based on this conversation tonight? What can you send us off with? Um, you know, this is your life. You only get one life. Um, joy the beauty in life, number one. Chase your dreams with reckless abandonment and never listen to naysayers. Go after your dreams no matter what your dream is. Chase it with reckless abandonment. You can do it. Just go conquer the world. The world is your oyster. You know, and we need to put more positivity and good energy into the world. And we need to be mindful of who we vote in the office, right? Very mindful of who we vote in the office. And any wrong can always be right if we lift our voices up in unison together, we can bring about positive change. Amen. Amen, brother. Powerful time, powerful time tonight. We got to have you back, definitely. Like Scott said, we got to do a live and go. Anytime, deep on man. You know, I love I, you guys. We love you, man. I mean, seriously, the, the the things that you're doing, the things that you're saying. I mean, so many of us need to hear this. I know I needed to hear this tonight. I'm not doing enough, so I raised my hand saying I'm not doing enough, so I will change that, uh, brother. Thank you so much. I'm gonna place you backstage here for a second. Me and Scott are gonna finish out the show. Don't All go right. anywhere. Don't go thank anywhere. Thank you to your audience for listening to me. Thank you, and thank thank you both for having me. Peace. Oh, always, always, brother, always. So there we have it, ladies and gentlemen. There we have it, Mr. Scott Goyette at a pack of fucking super impactful hour and 14 minutes. Yes. What are some final thoughts for you? What did you take out of this conversation? And what is it that we can do together to, to raise the level of awareness of what it is that we can do to rise up, to not be complacent anymore, to use our voices and our actions to make a world a better place for our brothers and our sisters, no matter what color, what size, what race, what sexuality they are. What are your thoughts? You know, it's the funniest thing, and I know this, uh, Jimmy, I wish I could see Jimmy's face right now because he's probably going to laugh when I say this. Um, I had this weird, like, drive the whole time. I just want to, like, tackle hug him. You know, and you like, like, because somebody's just such a good person that the only thing that sucks about doing this is we're not really together, but we're together. And, you know, you just want to give somebody a big hug. And yeah. that's how I, like, every time I talk to him, I feel that way. So um, from the bottom of my heart, and, and I think that's because cause he's, he's doing the right things. Like, his passion, like, you know, to the point. His anger is real. He's he's he, you you can't keep that back. I mean, I'm sure part of the you know PSD, PTSD post you know prison and all that like shit. You got to get that out. And the way he's turning that into music, and the way he's turning that into a powerful discussion tonight, and people are going to hear that, and people are going to feel that, and people are going to resonate with that, and that's going to help people extend that sense of self. So we all want to tackle hug each other. You're going to go to New York in like 20 years. There's going to be people like. Is this good or bad? They're gonna be like tackle hugging. Like people can drink coffee and just tackle hugging each other. And that's all I'm looking for. I want a yeah. world of tackle huggers. 
Yes. I mean, so true, man. It's so true. I mean, it's, you know, for me, you know, I talk about it. I don't care if people are black, white, short, straight, gay, Republican, Democrat. I mean, this is one world, one humanity. Definitely. You have taught me that about go love now. And the fact that we need to do that. I've already been that way. I mean, I grew up in a black neighborhood. I was the only white kid in the neighborhood. You know, I almost, I, my brains blown out from a black guy who thought I was racist. And I was like, no dude, I just don't fucking smoke marble reds. I smoke cools. And he thought I was being an asshole. And I'm like, dude, I know you smoke cools. It's not fucking stereo. Went to go reach in my back pocket, fucking nine millimeter right in my forehead i was like dude i'm fucking serious man check my pockets fortunately a friend of mine came out and ran out and says no dude don't fucking no him and his moms are cool and his moms are cool i was like yeah thank you you know that's when i woke up about my whole life but honestly from this conversation tonight scott i think about my son and i think about am i doing enough that's the question i kept asking myself and we've had these conversations too because you know yeah so i know for me that i need to do more so this woke me up for this so hopefully you guys at home watching this you'll join us in more of these conversations these deep conversations scott and i have talked about having those and we need to have these and we need to have people on this show who have a difference of opinions with us so that we can set the example for you guys to follow in your own neighborhoods in your own communities in your own families in your own friendships start having these conversations start having them you know so many times we're like oh let's not talk about politics let's not talk about religion let's not talk about this you know let's keep it all safe let's not use these words we got to break that shit down and start having those conversations but not in a violent way in a passionate way and an understanding way and a seeking to understand you know to be to be better people and to create a better world for our kids i mean like he said you know the adults in the world they're kind of lost and they're already set in their ways but the kids that are coming up i see my son play with black kids mexican kids china that not one fucking time does he look at anything you know he said something the other day and he was trying to describe somebody and i could tell he felt bad he was like he's like well he he's like uh he's got brown skin like so and so and i said it's okay to say that i mean it's he, he was like uncomfortable and i said it's okay to talk about that we're all different we're all different shapes and sizes and everything else you know and just the beauty of what jimmy Set, Jimmy said tonight, you know, really drew me in and the fact that we all have a voice and we all can stand up and, and mo most importantly, really look at our elected officials. I we're, We have a ballot here in Riverside and uh, I think it's for a deputy district attorney. And so even for me, like I'm really reading into that stuff and I want to take his advice and like reach out and say, can I talk to you or something like that? You know, we definitely got to be looking at the elected officials that we have in our communities and, and, and raising our voices. So I'm just so thankful for Jimmy's time and can't wait to have him back on the show again. <clears throat> Love you people because you are beautiful as you are. Don't let people tell you you can't because you know you can. Yes, yes, yes. And Joe says, I will keep you in my thoughts and prayers, Jimmy. Your strength is powerful. Uh, we got Woody here saying white conservatives that are resist will continue. Um, Patricia says, we are colorless. Wake up world. Absolutely, Patricia. Um, Joe says, love you, man. I support you. Uh, um, Nelly from Hooked on Humanity. Thank you, Nelly, for being here. She says, I'm a fan looking you up now. Patricia says, here, be a Jimmy. I love that. I love that. One of my friends just lost his son, and he says, be like Ben. You know, all of the kids that showed up to his funeral, he's 16 years old. They said, be like Ben. So be like Jimmy. Uh, Joe says here on Q Scott. Um, and uh, Joe says here, I agree, Chris. Next topic in Clubhouse most definitely. And uh, Robert says in an unfiltered way, of course, Robert, it's always going to be an unfiltered way. Uh, so thank you guys for joining us tonight. I know we went a little bit longer, but please, please, what you can do, what you can do right now is you can share this out. You can share this out on your social media. You could take a stand and say, hey, guys, listen to this intense conversation. Look, listen to this really unfiltered conversation. Listen to this and see what you guys want to talk about in your communities. Ask those people to sit there and have a conversation with you and see what we can do together because together we stand tall. I love you guys. We love you. 
Get Unfiltered Experience. Go to www.theunfilteredexperience.com. We love you guys. We'll see you next Friday, 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. As always, bringing you the unfiltered conversations, and we appreciate you so much. So go check us out and have an awesome, awesome weekend. Don't forget to take care of your mothers. We love you. We'll see you next week. Peace. Love you. <laughs>